more creativity. We're, I don't even know what we're the podcast of. We're, I mean, we're kind of creative, I guess. Yeah, we're, we're pretty creative. We're consistent. We're, we're still here. That's because my mom still is the one listener that tunes in. Well, do you tell her that we appreciate that? I'll try to give her more chocolates. I'm not really sure that she can hear it. So maybe she's not really sure what she's listening to. Okay, well, as long as it counts as a download. <laughs> yeah, I'll download it for her. Because that's how we earn the, the money. Okay, I'll, get, I'll, get, <laughs> I'll download it for her. So she's totally, like, legit. She's our number one fan. She is. So, Dylan, <laughs> we have a guest today. We do, but I wanted to touch on something first. Oh, um, yeah, all right, since, I'm listening. Since the last time we recorded on Facebook, it popped up our, our first the first episode. So we're just over three years old. I wasn't a part of that first one. No, well, but who you, did you interview? It, his name's Houston Huddleston. He's um, he's from California. He's a filmmaker, but he's also helping with um, a bright enterprise inter, uh, <laughs> can't talk enterprise bridge D restoration. That's eventually going to go into a science fiction museum. That's so, cool. Yeah, I met him through Craigslist. Good things do happen through Cra- Craigslist. Believe it he or didn't not, murder you. <laughs> nope. And he actually came to Fanex or Salt Lake Comic Con one year with the bridge and everything. So I kind of brought you down. So your podcast was going really good. And then when I jumped on, it kind of went downhill. No, you, you've brought in some great people. Well, every now and then. But most of them, you know everybody, Dylan. Uh, I, I'm i blessed, I guess. I don't know. There's lots of awesome people. L- like our, our guest today, Travis Tate. Hey, everybody. How are you? It's me, Travis Tate. <laughs> How's it going? Travis is just mellow. Like <laughs> he's like, please help me. I've been kidnapped at the chocolate shop. You know what? If I was going to be kidnapped and thrown into a dungeon, this is the dungeon I would choose. The smell of chocolate in the air. Are you just saying this because of the Game of Thrones thing? And no. like people are talking about dungeons because like I'm still on the Game of Thrones. No, I didn't even know there was a dungeon. Well, in Game of Thrones. I mean, one there's would probably there's that, probably, probably quite a few dungeons <laughs> like in that episode. I've never seen it, so I don't know. Never? I've never seen a single episode. I don't have HBO. But wait, have you been in other dungeons? Uh, I have been in a dungeon or two, yeah. No, no, serious? Oh, well, I mean, you'd call it like a a basement, but it looked like a dungeon for sure. Do they have torture things? It looks like you could have tortured somebody, like giant drills and things like that. Like like the the basement at Wise Guys in in Ogden, Utah. There's probably been tortures in that. Over the years, it's it's pretty sketchy basement. That, that's it, probably where the ghost. Yeah, I think from. that's where the ghost. Keith has out. a chamber, a torture chamber. <laughs> it looks like it down there. There's a there's like this dark pathway that goes way far back. Like I was going back with my light as far as I could. And it's like, did you hear screeching and stuff? I didn't. No, I didn't hear anything. I've never seen a ghost, so I don't know. I mean. I've heard about from it's really the good. Ghost was freaking behind you. Could it be. wasn't it could like be. it wasn't like just in your eye of or your like line of sight. Yeah, it was just it was waiting to sneak up on me. I don't I don't not believe in ghosts, but I've never seen one. But normal people that that I trust say they've seen them, so I assume that they exist. I don't know. Well, this this dungeon has one. Is there a ghost here? Yeah, there is a ghost, but ah. but I want to know about Keith's ghost. So that sounds even like worse i guess it's like a guy wearing a red plaid shirt that's all i know about it i've never seen it maybe there's a ghost really at keith's place 
Well, it's at the the wise guy. Yeah, the downtown or not downtown, the downtown historic. Does Ogden. he heckle you? Like, I don't think so. I mean, maybe because you do stand up. But I can't up hear there. it. Yeah, I, I'm a stand up comic. Yeah, but I have never seen the ghost or heard the ghost. But I guess that means he's a fan. I don't know. Because you'd probably hear from him if he didn't like <laughs> probably. you. Probably. I think yeah. he'd probably like boo you off the stage or something. Or make a light blow up or something. Yeah, he would have made his presence known to me. I think he probably likes you. I would assume so. He probably followed me in the bathroom a time or two. Like I, they do. <laughs> like they do. I mean, if you, if I was a ghost, that's it's probably what I would. place. Yeah. I mean, you'd be curious, right? They're just because they may. Maybe they're trying to figure out how to go. Like, Could I be. mean, it's yeah. been a long time. Maybe eternity. it's like, yeah, like you That's miss it. That's why they're so grumpy. <laughs> Could it be. makes a lot of sense now. They're not saying boo. They're saying poo. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> what they are. Where do I poo? How do I poo? That's my childish sense of humor, though. <laughs> Wait, so you really, you got into to comedy. Yeah, I, I just started doing it. It's worked so far. <laughs> How many years have you been doing it? I'm doing it so, so long. It's kind of been a no. Blur. It's it's a little over seven years, like seven and seven and a half, somewhere in there. I started kind of late. I started when I was 34, so I'm 41 now. You just all of a sudden decided you want to do stand up? No, it's one of those things I always wanted to do, but I always put it off. And then finally, my wife was like, "Either do it or shut up about it." So I did it. Is that what most wives probably say? Is like I they're just it. sick of us and they just want us to do something? Do something, yeah. Probably not stand up. <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't want you to go talk about them in front of strangers. But my wife's cool with it. So, Does she come in and listen? Uh, she doesn't listen very much. She actually ended up... She was coming to a lot of shows with me and she ended up working at Wise Guys part-time. And now she's like doing it full-time. She's actually running two clubs. And she tries to avoid you. Pretty much, yeah. Well, she's busy. But yeah, she, she's uh, heard so much stand-up over over the six years. She just had her six-year anniversary. You guys just had your three. She just had her six, like yesterday, I think. And she's heard so much stand-up. She's, she's not impressed with stand-up much anymore. But she loves the job. She w- loves working at Wise Guys. But you, But you obviously must rule because, like, you won her over. Yeah, I mean, she was actually my first girlfriend. That's that's the truth. My first real girlfriend. I, I went out with a girl in sixth grade for about a week. It didn't work out. In sixth grade? Yeah, we grew apart, yeah. You kind of <laughs> I mean, that's when you start to mature in sixth grade. That is true. Life yeah. starts getting like pretty <laughs> tough once you enter junior high. It was funny because we would, we would talk all the time, this girl, and then uh, I would make her laugh. Or did you Not like really. call on the... I, th- I think she sent me a note saying uh, she liked me. And she wanted to be my girlfriend. And then after that, we, for that whole week, like, didn't talk the whole week because it was so weird. And then I think we just stopped being boyfriend, girlfriend after a week. Wait, did she specifically say you're not a boyfriend or girlfriend? No, so I guess we're technically still together. You might still be. (laughs) Yeah. I should probably. You should send her another paper note and just see what happens. I mean, we're both happily married to other people, but I guess we're technically still together. I guess that makes us pull. Well, you never like. You, well, you never like opted out. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think you've got a valid point there. We're we're still a couple. Shh, Penny. Shh. Well, you and Penny together got together pretty young. You, yeah, we we met in high school. We were both working at McDonald's together. She was she was there a little bit before me, and she actually trained me 
and she ended up uh, asking me to Sadie Hawkins dance, and I said, heck yeah. So that was like my first real date besides prom. I went to prom once, but it wasn't a real you date. You met your wife in high school? Yeah. We went to different schools, though. She went to Tooele. I went to Grantsville. We were rivals. But yeah, we hit it off, and she's pretty awesome. So we've been together ever since. That was 94. So we've been together for like 25 years. And one of your bits is about you you got married so young that you were actually younger <laughs> than 18. Yeah, I was I was 6 weeks away from turning 18. Did you need a parent married. signature? Yes. <laughs> yep, you needed a parent yep, signature. My dad had to sign our marriage license. <laughs> it's true. We were going to get married uh the following uh Valentine's Day. But you know, things started changing like in our life and she had an apartment she was living in and that wasn't working out. So she ended up moving in into to my bedroom, which means in my house, I got to move in with my brother and I was sleeping on the bottom bunk. And after a while, I was That's like, pretty cool. I was like, well, why don't we just speed this thing up so we can sleep in the same bed and not get in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> 17, 17 yeah. and 10 months or 11 months, 11 months and two weeks or whatever. Basically, yeah. Yeah, ten and ten and a half, right? So no, eleven and a half. You're right. Yeah, I was I was still pretty young. I don't know how we made it, but we've made it so far. Well, usually, when people get married that young, it doesn't last very long. Yeah, I'm, you'd be surprised. A lot of my friends got married right after high school, and a lot most of them are still together. It's kind of weird. I don't know if it's a small town thing. Was there not anything to do in Grantsville? Pretty much, it was tip over cows or get married. So. I mean, and you could cows do cows <laughs> quite a while, but after a while, it's probably... I've actually never tipped a cow. I, I probably missed out. I didn't party much. That was that was how I'm we partied out there. Cows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never tried it. <laughs> I like them. I like them standing up. Yeah, I don't think I... I mean, I think if I try to push a cow over, let's just be honest, it's not going anywhere. And there's a good chance that I'm going to get, like, gored. Probably. I don't want a sad cow. I don't like, want to sad me. Like, seriously, <laughs> that's like the problem. I think the cows could way outrun me. I heard a bit somewhere about cows. I don't know. if It might have been uh, Kevin James last night about the cows. They're un so unhappy, you know, just eating grass all the time. Yeah, he was talking about weed okay. grass. I, I must have missed this one. Yeah, he was talking about uh, health food and about wheat grass. And it's who, who, who likes eating wheat grass? It, it's gross. It's four bucks. It does nothing for you. It's true, and that's why cows are unhappy. You know, <laughs> g give the cow a fruit, uh, a fruit stick, and it starts smiling and chewing straight up. It's, it's pretty funny. Corn-fed cow, corn-fed beef, right? Isn't that funny that that's how they would advertise it, like in the eighties and nineties? Corn-fed beef, and now we know that it like just ruins their intestines. Just eating corn all the time makes them super sick. I'd give my cow ice cream. Yeah, why not? And, uh, it, and it, chocolate, because I like chocolate milk. Is that like, I don't know. That's got to be like uh, cannibalism or something, right? A cow eating ice cream? I guess. No, well, it, it's I mean, their own milk. Because baby cows drink it. That's so true. It's like, That's it's probably true. good. I think we're the only species that drinks another species' milk. That's what <laughs> makes us top of the food chain. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, yeah. I can't go anywhere from there, Dylan. <laughs> I was going to try, but it's just all south. 
could you imagine if we stopped though and everybody still wanted milk and it was just like saddle up ladies <laughs> <laughs> we're all out of almond milk i have all these cookies but no milk honey <laughs> Yeah, that's just wrong. Okay, yeah. That's just totally wrong. Maybe let's move on. All right. So I don't even know how we... This is what I do, guys. <laughs> I just You go, took us down this... I, well, I think I started the rabbit hole. I, I, I go brought, into the I brought weeds up cows. a little bit. <laughs> no, you brought up cows. I brought, But yeah. The, so the first time you did stand-up was in a open mic at Wise Guys, or where did you... Yeah, it was at the old Trolley Square location, the the Pound Cakes. And yeah, it was it went all right. Uh, it went well enough that I came back and did it the next, the next week. But I mean, it's not like nobody destroys the first time. Was your wife there at that performance? No, she didn't see me for about, I'd say three months or so. I wanted to actually be able to get a laugh before she saw me do it. <laughs> a lot of people like bring like everybody they know, like I'm going to do open mic. I want everybody there. I was the opposite of that. I was like, I just want to go under the radar until I kind of get a little bit okay. Do not tell anyone. Yeah, uh, my wife and kids knew, and that was it. My, I didn't tell my parents till I was like six months in. It was, and my, my daughter actually told them. Talent nights for your family. <laughs> well, that's a weird thing. Like I go to family reunions, and they're like, "Hey, we should have Travis do some stand up." And I'm like, "No, that's not going to happen." Unless you, want, unless you want to want to do your job, you want to do my taxes while we're because your act the is reunion? my <laughs> act is all about you. <laughs> it, it will be. It does not go over very well. It will family be, reunions. Yeah. <laughs> they don't understand the context of it's got to be in a dark room with a spotlight, and I, I didn't really offend you. It was taken out of context, <laughs> <laughs> and in a dark room. Yeah, for sure. We could do it in a dark tent, I guess. Just turn a flashlight on. <laughs> a, a lot of your comedy's uh, family situations, mm-hmm. and you have how many kids do you have? I have three, three kids. And Twenty-two, nineteen, and sixteen, almost seventeen. Actually, my oldest is going to be twenty-three next week. Are you almost an empty nester? Yeah, that's pretty say. close. I'll be I'll be just under forty-three. When when my youngest turns eighteen, and then it's maybe backpack through Europe or probably not. That's what I want to do. Probably won't though. <laughs> I've still got six years till <laughs> till my kid's eighteen. I, I actually was working on a a joke last night about empty nesters uh, because I saw that saw that Tiffany re released a version of I think we're alone now this year, mostly because of the Umbrella Academy. It's it's on the first episode of that. But I was like, that's perfect because everybody that fell in love with listening to that song on cassette tape are now empty nesters. They are alone I th- again. I think we're alone now, yeah. <laughs> it only took dear, it only took twenty five years. But I think we're alone now. It's probably thirty years. Good old Tiffany. I was always a Debbie Gibson guy. Dude, well Debbie was pretty cool. Heck yeah. Yeah, I, I liked Debbie more than Tiffany. She was the original Britney Spears. Take that, Britney. Take that. <laughs> she was. Hope Britney's doing well. She's going through a rough patch right now. Yeah, a little bit. There's a whole conspiracy online about that. Well, she's she... being held against her will. Wait. So, okay, are we real? Okay, we're going down that road because yeah, that could it. happen. Like, I'm <clears> serious. 
her her father i think actually has uh i don't know what the power of authority or whatever over everything she does power of attorney power of attorney yeah so he can like put her in the in the i don't want to say nut house or what (laughs) you know what i mean well she still has hair this time so i wonder if i could get power of attorney for her and then i'd be like hey somebody should can we like go on vacation and we really need a new private jet i actually heard once that she only gets like 10% 10% of her own money or it's a very small percentage. The rest of it goes somewhere else and she can't even touch it because of that one episode. That's probably back wise. In her early twenties that they, they gave her dad the authority over all of that. So you even though she, her. even though she's been doing fine until like the last little bit. Yeah. She's, that's why people think she's being held prisoner. Well, if she's like the greatest showman, I mean, honestly, her dad's going to blow the money and she better have that 10% because she's going to come in and save the whole deal. Could be. Yeah. You mean the movie, The Greatest Showman? Yeah. Have you not seen that? I've seen it. Yeah. I, I do remember The Greatest Showman. That's P. P. Barnum. Movie. Well, he blew all of his money, trusted some dumb singer, and then voila, then. She almost got him divorced. Totally. But luckily, in real life, she didn't like him at all. It was in real life, it was business. Wait, his real wife didn't like him? No, the the singer. The singer didn't really like P.T. Barnum. Yeah, it was a uh, Rebecca Ferguson, right? She was in yeah. the Mission Impossible movies. Yep, I'm a fan. And Wait, the- <laughs> she was a real character in real life. Uh huh. The lady really was a singer. Yeah. He was trying to branch out. You know, like Vince McMahon in the XFL, that kind of thing. Keep keep it tight. Keep <laughs> XFL. Stay, stay yeah. with what you're good at. It's bringing it back. <laughs> Speaking of bringing it back, you probably need to bring it back to whatever we originally <laughs> yeah. were talking about. Okay, no, but you do stand-up. You also yes. host a podcast. I do. I do with, with my buddy Jake Dahl. It's called Late to the Party with Travis Tate. And tell you a little bit about it i basically bring up items sometimes it's like geeky stuff or it's stand-up or whatever and then we just i pretty much take it in a hundred different directions kind of like this conversation goes <laughs> it's pretty much like this that's what a conversation with me is like maybe my mom can download yours too maybe yeah why not we'll get her on it we'll just have her listening to podcast all day i think she would like that she does a lot of gardening so she could probably do it just tell her it's ksl <laughs> she probably she would probably listen to that or K Talk. There you go. <laughs> it's I think it's on K Talk. Pretty sure that these guys are on K Talk. So yeah. what do you, you talk about? Everything on your podcast? Yeah, everything. It's mostly stuff that interests us, and a, a lot of that is kind of like nerdy stuff. But that's kind of what I'm into. I do like sports and stuff, but he doesn't like sports at all. So there's no sense in talking sports with him. <laughs> do you want to talk sports? Sometimes, yeah, I do. I usually uh, start talking about wrestling if we're going to talk about sports. <laughs> I did see John Oliver a few weeks ago. Yeah, he he went after wrestling a little bit. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts? Let's just to recap. Basically, what John Oliver was saying is, I'm a wrestler that wrestles for the WWE or WWF. Yeah, it's E now. E. Yeah, because the other one was like WWF was already trademarked by the world. Wildlife, Wildlife Federation. Federation. Yeah. Foundation. Foundation. So WWE. 
NXT or WWE, whatever it yeah. is. And all of those wrestlers are like contract people. They are not even insured. Yeah, that's kind of like stand-up comedy, actually. There's a lot of similarities between stand-up and, and pro wrestling where you're just going town to town. Do you uh, get injured? Have you ever been injured doing stand-up? I'm trying to think. I, not like carpal tunnel or not like... I think I got a like a Charlie horse once. From standing? Yeah. Maybe you, could get a, <laughs> maybe you could get a bench or a stool like on your set. There is a stool. I probably tripped over it, and that's how I got a Charlie horse, but... <laughs> <laughs> during the stand-up <laughs> there's there, there's similarities as far as like there's no union or there's uh you know no insurance or stuff something like that i mean that's why i stay at my day job is i gotta have insurance stuff like that you know it's it's the world we live in you can't go be creative and try and blaze your own path because you're tied to a job to get insurance for, you know stupid republicans or not I'm just insurance. saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying stupid Republicans. I'm all about single-payer health care. I think yeah. the, the biggest problem, or the big, not to get all political, but... Oh, we just did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tying insurance to jobs. I mean, I kind of understand why jobs wanted to do it because it was a, a way to bring people in. But, man, that was a big mistake. It really was. You should be able to buy it like car insurance. You know? And going back to the wrestlers, it would help them, too. Yeah. For sure. They should. I mean, honestly, they should be insured. And I know if they get if they get hurt while they're under contract, they I think they do pay like for the surgeries and all that kind of stuff. But they really should be insured. Their their families should be insured. It's just kind of a it's a scapegoat to say they're 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 contractors. Yeah, because if they were contractors, they could go do whatever they wanted. But there's restrictions on that because they're under contract. Yeah. So it's it is a tricky thing. So are there any parallels between the wrestling and what you've learned for your comedy? I mean, there's showmanship for sure. Who's uh, your greatest work wrestler? Crowd. My favorite wrestler was actually kind of boring. It was Bret the Hitman Hart back in the 90s. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Didn't he wear like tight jeans or something all the time? What did he wear? No, he wore pink and black. It was <laughs> okay, the pink yeah, and black yeah, yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah. Did he wear sunglasses? Yeah, he wore these weird sunglasses, and he'd okay. give them to a little kid in the front row before every match. So you liked the sunglasses? The sunglasses were cool, and then he always had like this weird pink and black jacket with tassels on it. It looked like something Michael Jackson would wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. The Dwight Pilot Wobbles. That's pretty good. I do I do some impressions on my podcast. I don't do them on stage, but on the podcast I do them. They're fun. Oh. I do I do a few wrestlers. And, and you have a name for that segment, don't you? Oh yeah, we call it Magic Mike. I, I say that uh, <laughs> the bit is we got a million dollar grant from the podcast uh, federation, and I want that <laughs> grant. And I was walking. Through. We don't qualify. <laughs> we'll work on it, Dylan. That's our goal. Okay. And I was walking around, and I saw this shop, and there was this, this old man in this shop, and he said, come here, come here. I've got this magic microphone that'll let you talk to anybody through space and time. It's just a million dollars, so I bought it. It allows us to talk to anybody we want, so or anybody that I can do an impression of, <laughs> even remotely. You had a million dollars, and all you, and you, you bought a mic? Yeah, that's the joke, because I'm dumb. On the last podcast, it was probably the worst Travis, impression I've I don't ever know about done. This. Wait, who was the impression? Uh, it was Tom Bombadil from the Lord of the Rings books. <laughs> and there's no voice. I just 
started making it up. I, I did like a Dom DeLuise laugh because the the we were kind of like it was kind of like a. I thought he would. I thought Tom Bombadil would look like Dudley Moore, and my buddy thought he would look like Dom DeLuise. So, <laughs> like I was trying to like you combine mash, the two. Yeah, I was trying to combine them together. <laughs> it was probably the worst impression I've done so far. <laughs> Do they give a description in the book of what he? he looks like or yeah but i haven't read that for 20 years i can't remember <laughs> the description i just pictured him as dudley moore and that's what i always pictured him as <laughs> my imagination when when i'm reading is not that great like if i would have seen the or if i'd have read the harry potter movies before i saw or read the books before i saw the movies i don't know what i would have imagined that they looked like but i read them after i saw the first movie so i i had in my head what everybody looked like I know. Actually, well, yeah, because like sometimes I think people are way hot. And then like when I'm reading the book and then when they do a movie, I'm like, they weren't all that hot. (laughs) Give us an example. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying like some of them I'm just I'm just not sure about. I don't have a good example. Don't put me on the spot. I'm sure Harry Potter wasn't the example you were looking for. Well, like Nancy, children. Nancy Reagan, you know, I would have Nancy assumed was Reagan. really hot, but like she wasn't. And she kind of had like a beehive hairdo or something, like some kind of a motif going. And, but like when I read about her, like growing up, I would have thought she was like way hot, but she's not. She was never an actress, was she? Yeah, she was. Was she? Yeah, both her and Ron were. I knew, I knew Ron was. He was Ron, in the... Ron. <laughs> the movie with the monkey. Uh, uh, something Bo for Bobo. Yeah. Bedtime for Bobo. Bedtime for Bobo. Or Bozo. Who's one of those two? <laughs> Can uh, you do an impression of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Ronald Reagan, and it's time for you to go to bed, Bobo. I don't know. Off the top of my it head. It is time for me to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll rest happy. <laughs> Dylan, what do you got? Uh, okay, we just just going all over. So um, Dylan has like <laughs> okay, Travis. Dylan has like this professional <laughs> list of what we're supposed to ask. I have I a don't list. Ever it's like ne- really keep to that list? Like that list is. I don't even look at that list. Maybe I should have. Do you have a favorite drink? Uh, you know what? I'll tell you my favorite drink. It, well, yeah. There's this little uh, soda place. In where I live in Grantsville, it's kind of like Fizz or something like that. It, it's just a local one, and they have one called the Outlaw. It's got uh, it's Diet Dr Pepper, and they put lime in it and some coconut. It's so good, and lime. Do sh- and do they shake them both up? Yeah, I do. Anyway, I stir it a little around. But lime and Dr Pepper go together so well. It's a it's so weird, but it works. Travis, I haven't had Dr Pepper for like two and a half weeks. And oh, are you gonna, I'm like, sorry. Ruin me? You should have warned me. Are you going to make me go try this? You are drinking you did water say, right You did now. say diet, Dr. Pepper. I mean, you can do it with regular Dr. Pepper, too, but I like diet. It's not quite as sweet. Just Lime and coconut. Lime and coconut, yeah. I don't want to, you, you know, send you down a path of Dr. Pepper. You just did. Do they have <laughs> the sugar cookies, too? Yeah, they do the sugar cookies. I don't usually get those. <sighs> Steve lives <laughs> for sugar cookies. They are good. I do love sugar cookies. And Dr. Pepper. Maybe they can advertise on us. Dr. Pepper? Yeah, we'll try to get advertisement from Dr. Pepper. I tried tweeting at him, like, Dr. Pepper, you keep putting out all these stupid, like, vanilla cherry. and Like, who wants that? 
put lime and coconut in there and just watch the money roll in. And nobody's responded back? No. I you got to go to Waco because that's where they're from. Waco, Texas. Dr. Pepper is one of those weird things where you can see it with Coke products or with Pepsi products. They're like the rebels. That's right. They're independent bastards. That's right. They don't have insurance, though. They don't have insurance. <laughs> yeah, they're independent <laughs> contractors. <laughs> if they tear their ACL, they're on their own. It kind of backfired. And it's a good thing they're a doctor since they don't have insurance, right? They can, they can they treat can themselves. Self-treat. <laughs> well, at least write pres- prescriptions. Yeah. Pain pills. So another thing you do is um, at conventions like FanX and mm-hmm. and whatnot, you do panels. Yeah, I, I love doing that. That's a lot of fun. How many years have you been doing it? I think it's about four years now or something like that. Right around there. So re- was it the second one or? Uh, I think it was the second year that I started. Yeah, I didn't even go to the first one. And then I, I went I went with my kids Mostly because my son wanted to meet Hulk Hogan. It was the year that Hulk Hogan went. It was right before <laughs> the video came out. <laughs> Which is funny because like, we get a picture with him. We're like one of the last ones. And I was like, hey, man, it's great to meet you. It's really awesome that you always do that Make-A-Wish stuff for kids. It's, you know, it's, it's really cool. And he, like, he like, touches the side of his face. He's like, thanks, man. That means a lot to me. And then like a week later, the video comes out and I was like, oh, that explains that reaction. He was probably like, that's the last time somebody's going to like me. <laughs> you probably were the last person. That it could that. be. He probably still talks about you. There was I this, hope so. There was this dad and he brought his son and they're so <laughs> proud of me. He had his daughter with him. She, she was kind of checking me out a little bit. It's like, What's up, Brooke? Well, you're still committed to the sixth like the sixth graders so that's that's true i, I don't we know we can't add another one yeah yeah totally have to not. tell her no what but, do you have a favorite panel that you've you've led oh god i would say or an interesting one a notable one what's that be the favorite i would say subject wise i really enjoy the harry potter ones or doctor who or supernatural just because the fan bases are are so rabid and it's always a full room but I've done other ones like DC Universe. I've done James Bond, uh, Indiana Jones, Disneyland. Disneyland ones are huge, too. I've done a couple of those. It's it's just a lot of fun to do. It really is. Which fans are the toughest? Like, the, if you were the, to have a duel, um, like a big battle. Probably. Fan X. Who's going to win? Whichever side I'm on. Which <laughs> You don't know um, which side you're going for. Is it me against the whole crowd? No, it's like... Harry okay. Potter fans against like Doctor Who fans against like Disneyland fans against like Supernatural. Oh I mean, which ones are the most ruckus crowd? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with maybe James Bond. For reals. Yeah, it's a, it's a little more male dominated. I don't know. Have you seen some of the the people like the Disneyland people? Yeah, they get pretty crazy. I'm just saying, some of those people, like some of the innocent moms and dads, they're not so <laughs> innocent. And like seriously, yeah. like I think if you like threaten them with something disney i can see i can see a mom at disneyland like tossing her kid out of the stroller and then folding it up and hitting somebody over the head with it she could take james bond maybe like, yeah like, if she had a in stroller. those kind of moments i agree that's a good well, point speaking of disneyland and fights the time we were there in um uh, just before halloween we saw people fighting over candy over candy over candy and Welcome to my got, world, Dylan. <laughs> I see that every day. Fights over candy. They got banned 
from the Disney parks for life because wow. of the fight. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And it's just candy. You just walk up and grab it. You know, there's no, like, no, you know, hierarchy where you have to like be in a certain a line. Where, where do you just walk up and grab candy at Disneyland? It, it's during Halloween. They have like uh, oh, okay. the, like the trick or treat. So they were handing it well, out. Well, it's a special event, but you know, during the event, you just walk up and they give you the candy. It was, it was a one time event. After after, <laughs> after <laughs> Dylan's group what? was there and yeah. like tore it down, they're like, you know, we we banned quite a few people this year, so we better not do that again. This is Dylan's way of saying he's never going to Disneyland again because he got banned. Did you get banned? <laughs> I did not get banned. I'm going to Disney you World next year. Pretty familiar about that. Like, was it Tootsie Rolls? Was it's not it worth it's it? not worth a Tootsie Roll. I don't remember. <laughs> if it was a Kit all Kat, sorts those of are good, and yeah, I could maybe yeah. do that. Or the yeah. Snickers. If it was a Mounds bar, I'm not so sure. Yeah, mounds, mounds? mounds isn't going to be worth it. Yeah, a Twix would be worth lifetime it. Lifetime ban at Disney for a Mounds? That's true. It better be an Almond Joy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we're crazy on this topic. <laughs> Did we even have a topic today? Nah. Travis. Who, need, who needs a topic? Topic is Travis. What else do you want to talk about, Travis? I don't know. Just bring something up, and I'll talk about something else. That's kind of how my brain works. <laughs> well, to further on with the panels, we were on a panel together oh, yeah, at Wizarding we Days. Oh yeah, we were talking about podcasts. Yeah, I was. That, that was my first time <laughs> doing something like that. I was nervous. <laughs> Travis as is hell. trying to give us great advice on how to do a <laughs> podcast. Just did, plowed right through that one. I mean, I, I was happy to do it, but at the same time, I was like, I've only been doing this since June. <laughs> <laughs> But that's kind of the level. Like Dylan's been doing it for three years, and Jessica Richardson, who was on there, she's been doing it. I think they've been doing it like four or five. Yeah, yeah, I love and then, Jessica too. And then I, I was kind of starting out, and I was self-taught on everything. Like I'm not, I'm not good with electronics at all. And everything I've learned has like been from YouTube videos. I just look it up on YouTube, and some nice Englishman shows me how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you do the sound cloud. Or, or it's an that. Indian guy that you can barely understand. <laughs> I've got like the ten-year-old kids that will like tell, show me what to do, <laughs> and then you put this there. Well, I mean, this is playing PlayStation games. Sorry, but usually it's like a ten-year-old that's <laughs> giving me YouTube clips. Uh, uh, there was an episode of Orville recently where um, the captain and the bearded redhead guy were playing video games together. And it, it was me and my son perfectly. <laughs> the the bearded character, he he's like playing real good, awesome, like kicking butt. And then the the, the captain Seth uh, McFarlane, his character was just over at a wall, running into the wall, and he's like pushing <laughs> all these buttons. As soon as I saw that, that I brought in Lennon to see it, and he's like, "Yeah, pretty much." Yeah, I don't. I can't do all these new type video. Like I stopped playing with like the Super Nintendo for the most part, just because I would get so mad. Like nothing would make me so mad as losing at Tecmo Bowl. I would just like punch my Nintendo. It's not a good good look for a 12-year-old. So I just kind of backed off on video games a little bit. I'm like, I probably have a problem. I shouldn't do this. So I, yeah, whenever my kids get me to play now, it's because it's they want to have a laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do have a problem. I started Conan Exiles. Oh, yeah? I created a furnace. I've made like <laughs> I've made an iron bar. I like actually made leather out of like a killed <laughs> alligator and stuff. That's sweet. Yeah, like, but like boots and stuff. And it, it, a vest. I, I don't. 
I don't know how to do that yet. I'm still learning. You just made the leather, but you haven't turned it into clothes yet. Well, I yet. can't figure out how to make it into something yet. So don't don't judge. So it's a blanket. Kind of, yeah. yeah it's just go. like sheets of, <laughs> at least I figured out, you know, sheets of like leather. Because all I had was the hide for a while. Who would have thought if you were going to play a Conan game, it would teach you how to sew, right? Well, and <laughs> I could build fires. I also build a fish trap. I have, I've trapped fish. I don't even like seafood, but my character does. <laughs> it saved him many times. Does your character have a name? No. Just some big dude. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should name it. Yeah, give it a name. Name it It. It? You just called it It. Maybe I should name it. Yeah. It. Well, I mean, well, my username is simply simply Steve, two thousand. So they either think I'm a twenty year old kid or I'm really <laughs> old. <laughs> so that's probably what. Simply Steve. Hmm. I mean, so yeah, I need to come up with a better character because Simply Steve doesn't sound like somebody that can kill a panther. No, that's the next step. Kill a panther? Yeah, they come at you. They're just jumping out of everywhere. And you can make a pelt out of that. Yeah. Damn straight. And have a coat like Jon Snow. Do you ever, you've never, do you play video games other than that? Uh, I've played the new Spider-Man a little bit and Lynn makes me play Fortnite every once in a while and I'm horrible. Call of Duties? No. I think your name should be Panther Killer 69. Panther Killer 69? Yeah. Well, I haven't, it's mostly... It was being <laughs> Panther Bait sixty nine is about what I am right now. So how would you spell? Bait. How would you spell bait though? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm B A I T. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I thought. I was just making sure. <laughs> I legitimately got scared playing video games the other night, though. Why? They, they looked pretty real, and I was just by myself, and like I was just going around in like this jungle area. All of a sudden, this panther jumped out, and I literally jumped. <laughs> and it, like, it kind of freaked me out. It was probably like 2 or 3 in the morning, but yeah, I got scared. They do look pretty great. I watched, I watched my daughter play Red Dead 2 for like an hour and a half one night. Just sat there just watching it. It was like, all right, it's entertaining me. You didn't get scared? Graphics no, are just no. Gorgeous. I mean, there was one point where uh, some guy goes, hey, you want to come over and we'll have a shooting contest? And she went to answer him, but she hit the wrong button and shot him. And then the, <laughs> the sheriffs were chasing her. She had to go hide out until and pay the bounty. Apparently she did want to have was a pretty, shooting contest. Yep, it's pretty exciting. She won. She did. Did no, she get but, a good bounty? <laughs> what was her bounty? Oh, I can't remember. You had to pay the bounty. I can't. It's like a hundred bucks or something. I mean, I mine remember. would have been like a quarter. Or something. The bounty on me, it wouldn't have been worth very much. Like a 25 cent piece. That's about it. I like the old Nintendo games, you know, like Super Mario and all those. So you like them simple. Me too. <laughs> I want two buttons up, down, left, right. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to do with the controllers now. There's like eight buttons. I Yeah. I hooked up my old Nintendo and it still works. And I was playing Bayou Billy, and my kids are like, "Why would you even play this game?" I was like, "Because you get to stab people." <laughs> he pulls out a knife and he stabs people in eight bit. There's eight bit blood. <laughs> so it's like down in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just this guy walking through the bayou. 
and he'll fight an alligator or something like that. But every once in a while, some nefarious person comes by and he stabs him. <laughs> Little lame. butt blood <laughs> squares come out. Yeah, basically. Little blood pixels. That's funny. Okay, so we talked about the podcast. We talked about panels. We've talked about a lot of topics. Your favorite adventures in comedy, you know, whether you've gone to another city or just some interesting stuff that's happened locally. Um, I mean, going out of going out of town is usually pretty fun. I'm I'm not like a drinker or anything like that, so I mean, just seeing new places is pretty cool. I've gotten to go down to California. I'm actually going back next week. I'm gonna go down to San Diego, do a couple shows down there, and then hit up some spots in L.A go hang out at the comedy store, stuff like that. That 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 stuff was really fun. And just meeting lots of comics. Probably the most exciting thing was I uh, got in a fight last year after a show. You got in a fight. Do yeah, tell. There, there was a guy, He was. it was at a Joey Diaz show. Do you know Joey Diaz at all? He's a... I should say yes. That's okay. If you don't, if you don't that's that's fine. He's a... Dylan does. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's came to Kawhi's guys quite a few times. Yeah, he's a super funny guy. He's kind of in the, the Joe Rogan group of guys. And uh, this guy was at the back of the, the room. I was emceeing, and I'm standing back there because Joey's about to, to close up. And this guy's he's drunk, and he's being loud and obnoxious, and the people in front of him are getting pretty mad, and they're about to fight him. So Joey finishes up. I go running on stage. Keep it going for Joey Diaz, everybody. And I can see shoving in the back of the room. So I immediately go walking back there. And I grabbed the guys like, let's get you out of here. You know, this is getting pretty bad. And he did not take well to that. So he started flinging his arms, trying to hit me. When he did that, he actually hit the hostess in the face. So we, me and the bartender and Keith, who owns it, we, we got him outside. And he's out there going, you guys are racist. This is just because you're racist. And I was like, dude, I thought you were white. <laughs> you still look white to me. How's, you're drunk and you're hitting people. That's that's why you're outside right now. And then uh, he sucker punched the bartender, Ooh, and then took off running. Good. So me and the bartender Asa, we went after him, and he went one way, I went the other, and he ended up running into me, and I put him in a sleeper hold, like Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase sleeper hold. Because he learned that. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's what, I don't know MMA. I don't know all that <laughs> stuff. I've never taken an MMA. It doesn't class. matter. Sleeper <laughs> holds are pretty cool. Yeah. So I I put him in there, took him down, had him kind of. It's like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. I'm like, you can breathe, you're fine. But just held them there till the cops came. That was probably the most exciting thing I've experienced to this point. But, I mean, just doing shows is is fun. There's there's excitement there. Please say you got a picture of that. Uh, there's a video of it. Yeah, there's, yeah. I was yeah, going to say that. I remember got seeing a video. A video. I didn't get it. Well, somebody else took a video of it and then shared it with me. But there is a video, yeah. It's not a very good video. But you can see you can't see my face, which is nice. Like the guy that the guy that filmed it was smart. He's like, "There's no faces on it, except the guy that was <laughs> in trouble." Plausible yeah, that's deniability. Right. That's right. That's right. That may have been me. May it not. It's word on the street. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite comedians? I love Bill Burr. Right oh, off the top of my head, he's awesome. he's probably my favorite. I like Nate Bargatze, Gary Goldman. Those guys are great. Um, God, there's so many. Like classically, I, I like uh, Patrice O'Neill a lot. Um, you go back even further. I mean, I used to say Cosby, but 
can't say cause. <laughs> like he was influential when I was a kid. Like that was the first thing I ever met as far as like you know stand up comedy was listening to Bill Cosby stuff. And yeah, it turned I out listened to his records growing up. Uh, so if somebody does do something bad, does it negate all the good that they did? I mean, I guess it depends on the person. It, it's hard his to comedy say. was pretty gold. Yeah, his comedy was great. I mean, same with Michael Jackson. His his music was great, but turned out to not be the, the best people in the world. I don't know. I mean, in 100 years, I think people will just look at the art of it because, I mean, there's all sorts of like Greek philosophers and stuff. They were doing some pretty terrible stuff too, but people still quote them when they're trying to sound intelligent. So I don't know. I guess it depends on the individual. It's just one of those things. I'm not going to judge anybody for liking something. You can't really help what you like. You either like it or you don't. It's not like you have to talk yourself into liking something usually. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where, I mean, it's, I'm not going to go buy a Michael Jackson album or spend money on Bill Cosby, but I'm also, I can't go erase the fact that I thought they were cool when I was when I was younger, you know? I'm not going to beat myself up over what they did. Yeah. <laughs> what defines a good comedy to you? I think originality, first of all, which is tough. That's why I, I talk about life experiences because that's, you know, that's my life experience. Nobody else has had that experience, so that's originality. I think when people are talking about, uh, you know, they're breaking down like, song lyrics or something like that that's something anybody could do and that's not necessarily a bad thing i'm not i'm not knocking it but it's, to me i would rather hear about the person's experiences so that's that's the way i write but it's i mean it's got to be funny funny is is a very subjective thing too what, what's funny to one person could be offensive to another or just childish to somebody else and so you, you just know it when you hear it <laughs> whether something's funny or not it's such a complicated thing like getting an entire room full of people to react the same way. I've heard Jerry Seinfeld um, describe it as like a magic trick just to get everybody to do the same thing all at once. It, it's pretty weird. But it's, it's kind of intoxicating though. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> it is like magic. And different crowds react differently. You can have the same people in different crowds, but you know, depending on the comedy, they'll act completely differently. Right. And you got to be able to read the room or kind of at least kind of guess. Like you can, you can guess going in what's going to work and what's not. And then just kind of adjust on the fly sometimes. Like what works for uh, a Joey Diaz show or somebody like that is going to be way different than what works for like a Ryan Hamilton show or, you know, somebody that's PG or, or even cleaner. So have you ever bombed? Of course. Yes, definitely I've bombed. The worst, I'll tell you about the worst bomb I've ever had. It was last year at the Gateway. They, they did this uh, big, it was a food truck festival type thing. So they had food trucks lined all through the Gateway. And there's thousands of people there. And they're all waiting to get their food from the food truck. And since there's so many people and they can only move food so fast... I mean, it's taking like a half hour for some of these people to get their food. So they're all cranky. They're waiting for their food. The people that do have food have nowhere to eat it. So they're just kind of like hunched over trying to do the best they can without getting it all over their clothes. And then they're, they've got a stage with a DJ on it, and he's playing like Earth, Wind, and Fire. And then he stops in the middle of the song and goes, 
here's some stand-up comedy. And then just hands me the microphone. And uh, there I go. And there's people standing two feet in front of me playing cornhole. They have the cornhole <laughs> set up. And it was, it was by far the worst bomb. I, like, left my body at one point. And I could hear myself going, wah, 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 wah. But I had no control over it. It was like a dream. It was weird. Like, at one point, I just, like... Hey, give me some of those bags. Let me let me try and get <laughs> see if I can, yeah, see if if I can, I can make win. It. Like if I if I make it, you're gonna cheer and then I'm out of here. But that was probably the worst bomb I've ever had. It was so bad. He did set you up. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't he could have played some up music too. <laughs> it was. It was the they played at the end of like a night at the museum. I can't remember what that song's called. Do you remember? Uh, oh, was that September. like September? It's, yeah, September, yeah. It was how that can you, song. I mean, how can you come in after that? Yeah, it's it's hard to follow September. It really is. <laughs> but yeah, and that was it, the worst abruptly, bomb I've ever had. And it was stopped abruptly. <laughs> Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I've done another show. There was there was this older uh guy that was in the scene and he was he was in his eighties and he was a World War II vet. His name was Buddy Bear Bradley. He's passed away. But he used to do these uh things at like uh old folks' homes. And he would he had this little setup where he had a speaker and it was basically a karaoke machine <laughs> and he'd wheel it in with him and set it up somewhere and they'd pay him a few bucks to to go in and entertain the folks after dinner. And there was this huge one. It was in it's kind of like borderline Sandy Draper somewhere right in there. And he's like, I'm going to get him warmed up and then I'll give him to you. I was like, no, dude, this is your show. I'm going to go first. <laughs> You're headlining this, buddy. So I went up and. It was like, turn it up, I can't hear you. And then we turn it up and it's turn it down, you're hurting my hearing aid. And <laughs> <laughs> I did a joke about the Flintstones, and I was like, you know, you remember the Flintstones, right? I mean, you you probably actually remember the Flintstones. You, you live next to them. <laughs> Dingo. <laughs> nothing, very nothing, well. nothing was working with, with these fine folks. And then Buddy went up, I brought him up. I did the best I could. And he used to like a regular paying crowd at a club. He would say, I'm a World War II veteran, and people would go nuts like, yeah, you know, woo. And here he goes, I'm a World War II veteran, and this guy goes, so was I. Most of us were, even some of the women. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it was a rough day. I was a World War I vet. Yeah. I was, and bayonets. <laughs> you and Buddy were booed off stage. <laughs> Pretty close. Luckily, I was already done. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny those are those are the stories you tell other comics about though you don't you don't tell other comics about the ones that went great you tell them about the ones that went horrible and that's there's like a gallows humor in that where that's 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 the interest of it that stuff's gold <laughs> i think that stuff's quality for sure I, I i'll tell you another one uh my uncle w was a bishop in utah county of a singles ward and they asked me if I'd come and entertain them. And I get down there and I start doing jokes and nothing's working. And I realize all of my super clean, because it's got to be G-rated, all my super clean stuff is about being married and having kids. And I'm doing it for singles <laughs> ward. <laughs> when before, before the show started, I heard a kid in the hallway trying to impress some ladies by saying, I know everything there is to know about Phineas and Ferb. So, yeah, <laughs> I was basically like talking about gold coins to 
to somebody struggling to pay bills. So they that, just, that didn't go very well either. You were before their time. You, I guess, you, yeah. Maybe maybe after they get married, they'll remember and go, oh, that was funny after all. <laughs> that, <laughs> that one guy, that response. one nice. Do you have any advice for up-and-coming comedians? Uh, you ha- you need to really want to do it, first of all, because it is very hard. And it, it's also very discouraging a lot of times. And the, there's ups, but there's also downs. So you have to be prepared for that, first of all. And it's a lot of hard work, and it's a lot of dedication, and it's a lot of gas money, and all that kind of stuff. If you If you want it just to have a hobby, go for it. There's a lot of people like that. But if you actually want to like pay your bills with it, that's pretty hard. I, I'm trying my hardest to get to that point. And I mean, I'm seven years in and it's hard. I mean, you can, you can go like town to town and do bar gigs and stuff like that for 150, 200 bucks. But like, like we talked about earlier, there's no insurance or anything like that. And I guess if you're a single person, it makes it a little bit easier. If you got a family, it's pretty tough, but it's, you got to really want to do it. You got to love it. And a lot of people start it because they think, you know, maybe I'll get famous or I'll get a TV show or something like that. And you can kind of see those people They're They kind of stand out a little bit like, yeah, they don't really love the stand up part of it. And it's kind of a, it's kind of an insulated, protected thing too. Like if you don't love stand up or love the purity of doing it, comics are like, eh, douchebag. <laughs> we don't like you a little bit yeah i mean you try to be nice we all try to be nice but you can you can tell when somebody is just trying to get attention or something like that but yeah it, it is really hard and it takes a really long time and a lot of people just think well if i try really hard and i hustle and i want it it's just going to happen and you just can't cheat the system because there's there's a progression that happens like i i noticed at seven years and people told me at seven years you're gonna you're gonna something's going to, a switch is going to flip. And I noticed it. And then there's another one at 10 and then there's like 12 and 15 and you just can't skip over that stuff. You have to really learn how to do it. You can't, you can't cheat it. You might be able to cheat it once or twice here and there, but for the most part, if, if you get stuff too fast and you're not ready for it, it shows. So you just got to be patient and bust your butt pretty much. That's probably a good lesson for everything. For sure, yeah. A lot of people just kind of think things are going to happen for them. And if you don't like actually make it happen, who's going to do it for you in life, really? You know, you're a business owner. If you didn't get up every day and go do it, who was going to who's going to do it for you? Katie. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, the I, I'm the least important part of our shop. Oh. I just eat. Sounds like you're living the dream then. It's kind of a dream. Maybe you should be giving <laughs> me advice, Steve. <laughs> I don't know. I just learned about Dr. Pepper and coconut and lime. Let me apologize ahead of time <laughs> for for getting you off water. <laughs> Take a sip because it's the last time you're going to drink it. <laughs> nurse back on the wagon. <laughs> After five years, I'm back on. No, I, what you were saying there, I totally agree. As being a non-comedian, kind of having access to behind the scenes and seeing the different comedians mm-hmm. progress, yeah, I, I see exactly what you're talking about. There's moments where something clicks for them. Yeah, and it's, it's, and it's, it's really cool when it happens. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, I think that's all I've got. Should we throw out the bonus questions? Go for it. Bonus round. Bonus round. No, don't hype it that much. <laughs> You're like too much too much expectation. Okay. All, all right. right, we've got a couple of bonus questions for our, our, our guest. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's Tra- the way to sell it. Travis, um, <laughs> who's your favorite Muppet and why? Honestly, when I was a kid, it was probably Fozzie Bear. It probably still is Fozzie Bear. Now, because he's a stand-up. But I, when I was a kid, uh, my first words, actually, I would call Kermit Ahi and Fozzie Aho. This is things that my mom told me. So I'd say Ahi and Aho whenever they were on screen. And so definitely, I mean, you Kermit's cool. Fozzie. I love Fozzie, though. But I, my dark horse, Rolf the dog. Something about Rolf I always liked. He's kind of got a dry sense of humor. He can play the piano, which I can't do. But just the look of Rolf. I always, even when I was a little kid, I, I had a, like a stuffed Kermit and a stuffed Fozzie, and I wanted a stuffed Rolf so bad, but I never, I never did have one. That's, that's a good one. He was a showman. Yeah, for sure. And he's just the kind kind of character that would that could wink at you mm-hmm. and then not be weird. He was in a scene with Steve Martin, you guys, in the Muppet movie. Because Steve Martin was the waiter and Rolf was playing the piano at the at the restaurant. I mean, was that at the Frog Legs restaurant? Or? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's where they met Rolf. Aww, <laughs> eating frog legs. No, that wasn't the. I'm sorry that that was uh, earlier. It was earlier on. Okay. I think it's when he he goes on a date with Miss Piggy. That's when it was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And now it's time for our other bonus. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this. I'm, I'm you usually can hype a, it, but yourself. I'm usually a dull person, but I can't play. He that is dull. being himself, Steve. <laughs> That's Dylan. Ouch! <laughs> if I had feelings, that would hurt. Dylan. In the movie of your life, who would you want to play you? Who would I want to play me? Um, I mean, if I'm saying like dream casting, Chris Hemsworth. If we're if we're being realistic, probably like Seth Rogen. <laughs> Although he would be pretty awesome to play you. Hey, he's hooking up with Charlize Theron in their new movie, so it could be worse. I would trade spots with him. <laughs> can well, you don't can you do the sixth grader? I know. Well, she's not sixth grade anymore. I know. What everybody. was her name? I'm not going to say her. Name. But and then Penny. Penny, yeah, Penny's my wife, yeah. Do Pen- Does Penny even know the sixth grader? Yeah, they're friends. Oh, that is so awkward. <laughs> okay, that's just crazy. Still, that's just bad. Steve, have you seen the new Avengers movie? No spoilers. I'm seeing it as soon as oh, I'm done here. I, I assumed you have seen it. No, we've got seven o'clock tickets. <laughs> oh, We're going to see it tonight. My well, mom went enjoy to it. Avengers. It's, it's great. If that means anything. Did she like it? I think so. But their Facebook post was more about the popcorn not having butter. So I'm not really sure. That is a deal breaker. If she was into the movie or not. <laughs> so who knows? Butter can throw a lot of things off, not having butter. You know, It probably pissed her off for the whole movie. That's why healthy people are always so uptight. Like They don't have <laughs> butter on their potatoes. How do you even do that? How do you look at yourself in the mirror? You don't have that buttery, glistening glow about your face. Do you know who would have butter on their potato? 
Who? That Seth Rogen. Yeah. He would put a whole slab of butter on that crap. He sure would. I, I'm. That's he, why he could play me. He'd be. I good. wonder if. I wonder. If there's got to be. So, who would you? Who would you guys cast to play me or yourselves? Say we're making a movie about this. This episode. Who's gonna play us? Um. <laughs> Stumped. Podcast gold here. Tables Silence. have turned. Um, kind of ultimate backfire. Well, growing up, I always thought Michael J. Fox would be cool to play me, but I was never that cool. I, I was. Hey, told- you're casting. You can cast whoever. Okay, you Michael want. J. Fox. I'm changing. Play me. I want R two D two to play me. The robot or the, the robot, actual yeah. little person that was no, inside the robot. The robot. The robot. I love R2-D2, man. It's going to be a movie with not a lot of dialogue in it, but yeah, you're going to have some good beeps. Yeah. Beep, like, bop, beep, bop, beep. That's cussing. <laughs> That's why it's beep. It's cussing. I don't even know who would play me. That was Kenny Baker, by the way, inside. Kenny. Kenny Baker. Yep. He was also in Time Bandits. Another... That's right. He was in Willow as well. Thinking of Willow, guess who we met? Did you meet him? Yeah. I he, wanted to so bad. He came here. Uh, oh, came he came here. here? Yeah. That Willow knows good chocolate. Did he sit in this chair? Just tell me. Just say yes. I think he touched it. All right. Sweet. I wanted to meet. I, I didn't pay to meet anybody this time, but I wanted to meet him and Cleese. That would have been my two. But I just didn't. I just didn't do it. Willow was nice. Well, Warwick. He, yeah. was, he was way nice. His family was nice. They came in toward our shop. I watched his panel. Yeah, it was a so great charming. Panel. Yeah, he started doing the the charms lesson from Harry Potter, and he's like, "Now everyone, lift your, raise your wands, and f- say it after me." At first, I didn't yeah, do it, it was, but I'm like, I, I started doing it. It was it was fun. Yeah, It was it was pretty awesome to be honest. But yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And there were some great questions, and he just it was it was awesome. Hopefully, a video of it goes up soon. So. Yeah, the I YouTube. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they were posting a lot on YouTube, but yeah, it was really cool. He's a nice guy. Maybe I would have him because he's funny. He's been in everything. He man. could play me. I would let him play me. I'd let him play me. He's good. He's been in Star Wars. He's been in Harry uh, Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, I love the TV show with Ricky Gervais or Gervais. Oh, the it. Idiot Abroad. Well, the, but there was one before then. Life. Like Simple Lifers. Life, life's oh, Too Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that one was good, too. That one was awesome. But, but yeah, th- there's a, 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 a broad one where Warwick went around with Carl, which was great. Yeah, Carl. Carl Pilkington. The, <laughs> yeah, those I love those guys. He was the most patient person on the planet to travel with Carl Pilkington. <laughs> I'll tell you that. He's probably like, <laughs> for the love of God, just let me out of here. Carl could play me. I think so. I'm You're quite, not as persnickety as Carl Pilkington. I'll, I'll give you that. My my inner voice is. Your inner voice? Okay. <laughs> I hate everybody and everything. Sorry. <laughs> could be the name of the podcast. I hate everybody. I hate everybody and everything. <laughs> I'd listen. <laughs> How can people find you? Uh, at Travis Tate Funny on pretty much everything. You can find me on uh, Instagram. I I say on everything, and then I can't remember everything. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. And then 
just look up my podcast, Late to the Party with Travis Tate. Party on. Yeah. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. Whoop, whoop. We're not <laughs> worthy. <laughs> Travis, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. I'll tell you about the movie in a minute. No, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. Is this cookie mine? I've been looking at know. it the whole time. I don't think you want. Well, you can have that cookie. Is it a special want. cookie? Mm, it might be. <laughs> Even better. It could Just be. <laughs> you have special cookies? Well, they're all special, but. They're all special, Dylan. They're all it's true. Special. I'll have a little piece of love in there. It's called chocolate. <laughs> That's my <laughs> contribution. Love. Love. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Steve. Aww. <laughs> I'm tearing up. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Mom. Bye. Bye, Steve's mom. Bye, Bye Steve's mom. The podcast is done, man. Ah.